You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast, and we're talking about Psalm 103, which is an amazing psalm. And uh, we're going to get into this later on in this series, but um, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a preview. You know, all through Scripture, there are lists of seven things. You see it in both the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And uh, you see that in this uh, psalm, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. And then he goes on to list seven different benefits. Now, as we go through that list of seven, what we see is that one benefit uh, stands out above all the rest, so it forms a menorah. Now, the menorah is that seven-branched candlestick with the center stem of the candlestick being the most important, and then all of the others are servants to the middle. And the middle one is the key one. It is the most important one. And you see it all through the Scriptures. You see it in the Sabbath. Uh, You've got six days of the week, uh, but the seventh day, the Sabbath, is set apart. It's different than all the rest, and that's, that's very much like the menorah. So we'll get into that a little bit later on, but that's what we're dealing with here. So let's go ahead and start our teaching here, Psalm 103 and verse 4. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Then we're going to skip down to verse 4. Who redeems my life or thy life from destruction. Now, we have these promises throughout the Scriptures, and they uh, they appear over and over again. And, and you can't build a doctrine on one verse of Scripture. But when you see the same promise repeated over and over, and when you see it in both Testaments, then it's something that you can uh, base your faith on. Uh, Here in Psalm chapter 91, verses 9 and 10, we see a promise of being freed from destruction. Let me read it to you. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation... Verse 10 says, There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, now there's a condition that's associated with that. And uh, the, the condition is you have to make the Lord your habitation. In other words, I'm dwelling with God. I am, I am hanging out with Him. I, I live in His presence. And the Scripture says, There shall no evil befall you. So there's a promise here. Uh, we see it continued on in the uh, book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 1, and uh, verse 33. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, whoso hearkens to wisdom, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Now, this is important because in the book of Job, when you read about the attack of Satan against Job, there wasn't just evil, there was also the fear of evil. And, and, and it's, it's interesting, everybody 
who was involved in one of the attacks, whenever Job's cattle were wiped out, whenever his children were killed, whenever uh, any of his possessions were taken, didn't matter. Only one person was allowed to live, and they came and told Job what had happened. And so it was important to Satan that not only did the evil happen, but the fear was perpetuated along with the evil. And those two things work together. And uh, you need to understand that God does not use fear. Fear is the tool of the enemy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spiritual thing. It doesn't say that it's just an attitude. It is a spirit. The presence of an evil spirit brings about fear. Fear is from the devil. It doesn't come from God. God doesn't employ it. God doesn't use it. There is a fear of the Lord, but that's a different kind of fear. It's a healthy respect. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's not a fear that has torment. The fear that has torment is not from the Lord. All right. Now, uh, let's keep reading. Whoso hearkens to me shall dwell safely. Let's continue. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 12 and uh, verse 21. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. And so what we see is that evil is something that belongs to people who are breaking God's laws. We who are not breaking God's laws uh, do not have to expect that. Uh, and then we go on to Second uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. And give me a chance just to find this here. Uh, <clears throat> my pages are stuck together. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you or establish you and keep you from evil. Now, some might argue that's uh, freeing you from temptation, but it also means uh, uh, the attack of evil. Now, you see, Jesus, until it was time, for him to give up his life and lay down his life until that time came, Jesus was freed from evil. He went to the cross when he laid down his shield, but he had these blessings on him up until that time. And he gave up that blessing in order that he might uh, uh, buy this blessing for us. Now there's one thing that we need to separate here. One thing we need to separate, and it's this. Persecution is not protected. In other words, we're guaranteed persecution. All who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We know that a number of people in the Scriptures died early deaths because they were persecuted. But there's a big difference between a death by persecution and a death by uh, some tragic accident or a death by a murder or uh, that kind of thing. We see a totally different thing going on there. And so what I want you to see is that God has his hand on us and he has a purpose for us. And as long as we are committed to that purpose, he guides and steers us away from the path of evil. Now, when you are not living according to the purpose of God, when the purpose of God is not a part of your life and you don't surrender to it, you're not following in that... Uh, it's another thing altogether. And what happens with a lot of people, they don't live according to the purpose. And I want to remind you of what we said early on in the series, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. These benefits don't come 
if you're not aware of them. If you don't believe in them, they're not going to be yours. And so there are a lot of people who are destroyed because they're not aware of the benefits. They don't study the benefits. You know, uh, I, uh, I, I have uh, some relatives who whenever they d- take advantage of anything, sign a contract or rent something or whatever, they, they really follow all of the details. They read that contract carefully. And if anybody can milk those benefits, they know how to do it. They know what is coming to them. And they study it and they make sure that they're able to take advantage of every benefit that comes to them through whatever it is they have signed up for. And that's the kind of determination we ought to have. We ought to have that with the scripture. We ought to have that dedication to let's find out what belongs to us. Let's take it. Let's make sure we're taking advantage of it. Now, I I want you to listen to 2 Corinthians Um, chapter 10 and verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now there's a reason I wanted to quote that series of verses. Uh, It's this. God doesn't use fear to forewarn you about things that are coming that are bad. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. There are things that do come that are bad. But when God forewarns you about those things, it is so you can either mitigate them or you can see to the end of them that we're going to win in the end. There may be a setback here or there. I remember back in um, 1985 in December, uh, we had a Christmas party and and. and our ministry celebrated that. I had probably 20 employees at the time. And uh, in that Christmas party, we uh, got together and we always had a word from the Lord. It seemed like God always gave us a word at the end of the year. And it was something for the new year. And the word came uh, in, in this new year coming, 1986, Satan is going to try and destroy your ministry. He will attack you. But at the end of the year, you'll look back and you'll say, we're five times stronger than if we'd had no attack at all. And so I didn't dwell on that, didn't spend a lot of time worrying about that or trying to figure out what happened. But that year I had five major things that came against me. And the last one cleared up about halfway through the month of December. And I had kind of put that word on the shelf and kind of had forgotten about it. And I was driving back from our camp, Dry Gulch, where one of our biggest attacks had come from. Actually, two of those attacks had come from there. We had just started that camp. And on the way back to Tulsa, uh, I was meditating and thinking about all the trouble I'd had that year. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me. He said, didn't I tell you about a year ago that there would be five attempts to destroy your ministry, but at the end of the year, you'd look back and you'd say, we're five times stronger. And that's exactly what happened. We were stronger than if there had been no attack. Every one of those attacks was foiled. They were stopped. And so God didn't tell me that to torment me. And obviously I didn't live in torment over that year uh, because uh, I I had even forgotten uh, about what he had said. And it was later in the year he reminded us, I told you it was going to happen and it it didn't uh, destroy you. Here is what God said to Abraham, 
And this is in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 13. He gave him a forewarning and he said to him, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years. Now the whole captivity didn't in Egypt and the slavery didn't last 400 years. The 400 years was from the time of the prophecy. And also the nation whom they serve will I judge after they shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation they will return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. Now there's some bad news in that, but two times God says they're going to come out and triumph. And so what you see is that when God does tell you about something that's coming, that's not so good, he focuses you on the victory that's in it. Yes, there'll be a little bit of a setback, but don't be concerned about that. That is only temporary, and that's how God works. If you're receiving tormenting thoughts, especially in the nighttime, and uh, you have all of these bad thoughts, and you're wondering, could this be the Holy Spirit? No, it is not the Holy Spirit because he doesn't use tormenting fear to bring you warnings. We have been redeemed from destruction. You need to speak that over yourself, over the lives of your children. It's something that you need to lay claim to. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll go right back to Psalm 103 tomorrow because we got some good stuff coming. Thanks. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.